It was a night that sent shockwaves across Europe as the 13-time winners and defending champions Real Madrid were stunned by Ajax at the Bernabeu. They have a free kick here in a dangerous position. Lasso Schoener, Carlsen in! Into the net, it's unbelievable! So the Dutch side progress after a superb display in the Spanish capital, ending Madrid's quest for an unprecedented fourth straight Champions League title in the process. Elsewhere in Germany, Borussia Dortmund were looking to complete the comeback of all comebacks against Tottenham. But the Londoners sealed a comfortable passage to the last eight, thanks to a very familiar face. And Harry Kane could be away here. It's Harry Kane for Tottenham. And there's the away goal that surely kills the tie. It's Harry Kane for Tottenham again. So Ajax and Tottenham, the first two teams into this year's quarter-final draw, with Real Madrid crashing out of the competition for the first time in four years. We'll have all the best analysis and reaction to come from both second-leg ties. So stay with us right here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Chris Parrott and I'm joined by the European football expert Kevin Hatchards. Well, we witnessed the end of an era at the Bernabeu. We did. It was an extraordinary performance by Ajax, who played with trust in each other, trust in the tactical framework that had been built for them by their coach Eric Ten Hag. And they were simply sensational from the front to the back. But Real had no answers. They started really well, Chris. First five or six minutes looked good, played a good tempo. And you thought, OK, there's going to be a response to a week that's seen them lose to Barcelona twice in League and Cup. Uh, and also uh, lose to Girona as well recently uh, in La Liga. But there was nothing after that first few minutes. There was no leadership in midfield, in defence, when Ajax broke and, and found spaces. There was just no reaction. And when they did make chances, they didn't make the most of them. Absolutely. We will begin with the match at the Bernabeu. 13-time winners Real Madrid took on four-time winners Ajax. Madrid, remember, led 2-1 from the first leg in Amsterdam. Steve Wilson describes the action. Ajax on the break for the first time. Oh, and they've taken the lead. What a break. Hakim Ziyech with a left-footed shot into the back of the net. Challenge. Brilliant ball. Can he finish? Oh, my goodness me. David Neres has made it 2-0. Ajax on two up in the Bernabeu. And we haven't played 18 minutes yet. Here they come again from the break into Tadic. Tadic, 3-0. at this and rightly so I think he's given the goal Asensio left footed all the way out towards Reguillon on this left hand side he's burst into the penalty area Asensio scores they have a free kick here in a dangerous position Lasso Schoener cars it in into the net it's unbelievable what a night for Ajax 4-1 winners at the Bernabeu 5-3 on aggregate 
to make it through to the quarterfinals of the UEFA Champions League. Kevin has tweeted in, sat in my car in a parking lot 30 miles outside of Washington, D.C., completely in shock. Steve Wilson joins us now. You could hear the surprise in your voice. <laughs> I feel in shock as well. What on earth I'm honest. Um, they were beaten by a much better side on, on the night. They were beaten by a much better side that played with uh, real dynamism, with bravery, uh, with pace, and they made Real Madrid look old and finished. And, you know, you say when there is an end of an era and, you know, there is always an element of sadness in that because it has yep. been a wonderful era, Real Madrid. They, they've been a fantastic football side. Um, and it, obviously, of course, people will talk about the, the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo left them. And that's a massive part of it. But I think it's more than that. It is um, five, six players not, not at the end of their careers, but at the less effective end of their careers, all at the same time. And um, therefore, the collective is seriously, seriously reduced in its, uh, in its power and efficacy. And Ajax simply tore them apart with enthusiasm and youth. It was an extraordinary night. We talked in the build-up how big would Sergio Ramos be missed. You're talking about one of those players there. They left Bale and Marcelo on the bench, although Bale came on early because they lost Vinicius Jr. and Lucas Vazquez to injury. Um, Kevin, was it one of those nights when nothing went right, including, and this is to take nothing away from Ajax, but including perhaps a bit of lady luck? Real Madrid did hit the crossbar a couple of times. Yeah, I think there's an element of that, uh, and they will point to that very, very tight um, VAR call for the for the third goal. But I, I think there are so, uh, far deeper problems there than there's just those incidents because there was a team there that had an opportunity to make a statement having lost twice at home to Barcelona in the space of about 72 hours once in the cup and once in the league having seen the rest of their season crumble this was an opportunity for some of these very experienced players to step forward and say we can still perform on the biggest stage and they failed to do that miserably um, and you're looking for leaders. You know, you mentioned Sergio Ramos being banned. You know, there was no organisation. They didn't learn any lessons. Donny van der Beek, uh, who is great at breaking from midfield and making that extra man in the attack time and time again, was making those runs and was not picked up at any stage. And I don't think Ajax could believe their luck at times because they were given so much space, especially in transition when they were winning the ball high up the pitch and then springing the trap. Real just had no answers. It was an extraordinary performance, really, from a team that's done so, so well in this competition year after year after year. We'll talk about the fallout from Real Madrid. I mean, the talk will be for, for a very long time, let's be honest, um, Steve. And there was a moment at the end when Santiago Solari, mm. who of course only took over midway through this season, Ajax were on the pitch celebrating with their fans. Um, the rest of the Real Madrid coaching staff, players had left, most of the fans had left, and he was stood there and he looked an extremely lonely figure. He did. Uh, there are fewer eerier places than an empty football ground, and the bigger the football ground is, yeah the eerier it becomes. And it was empty all bar those 4,000 Ajax 
supporters and, and the players still on the pitch. And he was simply standing there. He looked absolutely broken, I think is the word that you used. He did look utterly broken. They have a game at Valladolid next. I mean, you wonder how he and they are going to um, rouse themselves from this. They will be absolutely castigated, castigated by the by the media for that performance, I'm sure. Um, and um, and rightly so, actually, because they were really, really poor. Um, but but nevertheless, you know, just human sympathy makes you feel for him. When he's standing there, um, there must be no lonelier place to be um, after a devastating defeat like that. It's extremely difficult. As a coach, of course, we know he played for Real Madrid. As a coach, Real Madrid is his coaching career through the ranks at Real Madrid. That is has been his coaching life. If the end comes for Solari, where does he go? Where does he go? He's only really known Real Madrid as a coach. Who would take him? Who wanted to be the man who was steering the ship when the ship sank? And that is what has happened to Real Madrid tonight in the Champions League. And the Cristiano Ronaldo conversation is unavoidable because now you look at what has happened to them in this competition, what has happened to them tonight, and one would wonder how many cracks was he papering over and for how long? Because without him, there was no real personality in attack. Again, with, with Ramos not there, there was a real void when it came to leadership. And Ajax were everything they weren't. Organised, energetic, dynamic was the word that Steve used absolutely correctly. And they were ruthless in attack. When those chances came, they had conviction, whereas Real did not. We talked about it at half-time, but when the Real Madrid players, given that they were trailing, but they were still only one goal away from levelling the tie-up, when they came out and they, they appeared to be sent out earlier than Ajax, certainly, mm. they were all con well, they weren't all congregated in the tunnel, actually. There, there were groups of a few of them in the tunnel and, and there wasn't one person. And I'm imagining, but a Ronaldo or a Ramos or maybe even a Marcelo mm. would have been there. You, you see it a lot in, in big European clubs, don't you? I've seen Chiellini do it for Juve, but yeah. there, seem, there didn't seem to be that leader when they were really under pressure. At the risk of being flippant, it reminded me of my sort of younger days. It was like <laughs> being in a nightclub at the end of the night when all the singletons are standing on their own <laughs> along the walls waiting for someone to come and talk to them. And that's how the Real Madrid <laughs> team looked in the tunnel. They weren't communicating with each other. They were in their own little pockets, leaning against the wall. I, maybe you can read too much into that. I, I, I don't know. But um, there, are, there are big, big problems at, uh, at Madrid. And... Um, and, and they have fallen so quickly. But, you know, that's sometimes what happens. You build a team, um, you, get, you get a, you know, footballing cliche, a golden generation. Well, the golden generation emerges all at once or are brought together at once, are brought in from other teams. Well, inevitably, time dictates that they will all finish at once. And that's what seems to be happening at the Bernabeu. Now, I'm not suggesting that Ajax are going to go and win three straight Champions Leagues, but you talk about a golden generation. Mm. They have thrilled us throughout yeah. the group stage. They were excellent against Bayern twice. They were pretty good in Amsterdam. They took it to a different level at the Bernabeu. How good are this team? Because well, of course, you know, <laughs> as we all know, um, the financial logistics of football, and this has always been the case, and it's probably the case more now than it's ever been, is that um, there is every chance that the key components of this Ajax team will be sold and will be scattered across the big clubs of Europe, and some of them might be wearing the white shirts of Real Madrid before too long. Yes. Because that's the way it was ever thus. And also, it is the Ajax way, and they openly yeah. admit that 
they have to move players on because there's another generation coming through. But, but Kevin, I, I look through the team. Frankie de Jong, outstanding. We know he's going to Barcelona. Yep. Uh, Matthias de Ligt, who at one stage turned up midway inside the Real Madrid half, and he's the centre-back. Ziyech, Tadic, Neres, some of the skills from them. Um, this, for this group of Ajax players now, and, and you know, don't want to talk about them negatively at all given what they've achieved but this is their year they're not all going to be together are they so they have to take this and and not just think we've beaten Real Madrid but look back on it surely now and think we're not scared of anyone in the competition this was the game of their lives this was the opportunity for them um to really show that they can compete at this level I thought De Ligt was terrific as well the way he organized the back four um, because that's where they're weak sometimes. There are gaps that open up in defence, but I thought he was great. De Jong was magnificent. Um, there were, early on, there was a moment where he produced a magnificent piece of skill to get away from Modric. Modric ended up on his backside, and that was such a, an early marker, I thought, in that little battle between those two. But I think what this is, is it's a vindication of the decision by Edwin van der Sar, by Mark Overmars, to surround these young guys with more experienced players. So to bring in a guy like Tadic, who has flourished since coming in, to bring back Daley Blint, who again was another hero for them defensively, that decision to not just have a load of young guys, to actually have some experience around them, has paid off. Can, can I just... just run down the 11 players who started yeah. for Ajax and their ages. Uh, this 20, is going to be frightening, by the way. 22, 21, 19, 28, that's Daily Blint, 26, Tagliafico, 32, Schoener, then back to the kids, 21, 21, 25, 30, Tadic, 22. Um, imagine captaining your club to a victory like that in the Bernabeu at the age of 19. Yes. Delict. They remind me of Monaco from a couple of years back who thrilled us and were eventually knocked out by Juventus in the semi-finals. Um, they had Bernardo Silva, Kylian Mbappe. Um, do we think we might be looking back in five, ten years and think all those players were together at Ajax at the same stage? How, how far can they go, Kevin? I think the problem they will have is, I think, against a more cohesive team, they will have problems defensively because they take a lot of risks. And I think Real's lack of tenacity in midfield, their lack of energy, allowed them to play that way. I don't want to take too much away from them, but I just think against a team that has fewer structural problems, has a little bit more self-belief, a little bit more momentum, they may struggle, but it will be a lot of fun. And what they won't do is they won't go into any ties with any fear. They've proven that time and time again. They certainly won't. Let's hear from one of Ajax's heroes, their young captain, Matthias De Ligt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I think we played a really good game. Uh, what you said, we played Ajax football. We played, we want to build off on the back. We want to, to attack. And yeah, I think uh, Real Madrid had a lot of difficulties against that. And we knew they, they have difficulties against teams who want to play and I think we showed them today. We want to play from the back, that's what I say, we want to play attacking football and that's when you get a smile on your face when you when you play like that and that's uh, really good for us. Well, Matthias De Ligt was outstanding at the Bernabeu and this could be a good omen for Ajax fans. They've beaten Real Madrid for the first time since the 95-96 season, the last campaign in which Ajax made it to the Champions League final. So Ajax through. Next we go to Germany, where Dortmund look to recover from a 3-0 deficit against Tottenham in their round of 16 second leg. Richard Kaufman saw this one. 
Sissoko. And Harry Kane could be away here. It's Harry Kane for Tottenham. And there's the away goal that surely kills the tie. It's Harry Kane for Tottenham again. The killer goal. Dortmund hopes bursted. Tottenham fans celebrate. Surely now they're through to the quarterfinals. One chance for Harry Kane. That's all he needed on the night. Just a full-time whistle to come, and there it is. The tie was over about half an hour ago, but it's now official. Tottenham Hotspur are through to the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals for only the second time. The match winner was Harry Kane, but the stopper at the other end was Hugo Lloris. It was always going to be an uphill task for Borussia Dortmund. Kane's second half goal killed it off on the night. Borussia Dortmund nil, Tottenham Hotspur one, Tottenham going through 4-0 on aggregate. Well, Richard Coffin joins us now. Harry Kane is now Spurs' outright top scorer in European football. And Mauricio Pochettino and his side are through to the Champions League last eight. Was it ever in doubt at Dortmund had chances in the first half? Yeah, there was a spell. I, I've just tried to count them down. They had uh, six good chances in a spell of 16 minutes in the uh, first half and it was Hugo Lloris who made some really good saves. Uh, Goetze had an opportunity, Weigel had a couple of chances, Royce had a chance, Sancho, Alcacer, their uh, five attacking players all had opportunities but Hugo Lloris who if you remember a week ago was being criticised, let one through his legs in the English Premier League against Chelsea, was involved in the mistake that uh, was the own goal for Kieran Trippier. Well uh, there were a lot of questions being asked about him, he saved a penalty in the North London derby at the weekend and then he produces a performance like that. Uh, having said all that, uh, good chances though they were, one goal would still have meant uh, there was a lot of work for Borussia Dortmund to do. And then five minutes into the uh, second half, any hope evaporated with the clinical finish from the edge of the penalty area from uh, Harry Kane. Brilliantly done by Tottenham over the two legs. You have to say a 4-0 scoreline suggests they, uh, they made it through uh, with some ease. Well, let's hear from the Tottenham captain and match winner Harry Kane now. Yeah, it was a tough game. You know, first half we knew... Uh, Dortmund were going to come out and uh, a lot of energy, the crowd were going to get behind them and, and make it tough and, and that's, that, uh, that's what they've done, you know. And uh, Hugo made some big saves, we made some big blocks uh, from the defence. Uh, and then second half we just said to, to pick up the tempo a bit and when we get a chance to take it and thankfully, uh, thankfully we've done that. Whenever we get chances we, we feel like we're going to take them and for me personally it was one of them games, it was a tough game, a big battle at, at the back. But yeah, I always feel like if I get a chance I'll be able to score and, and thankfully I did. Harry Kane. What a match winner he is for Tottenham. Um, you mentioned it in the commentary, second time in the Champions League era, just the third time ever, mm. Richard, that Spurs are into the quarterfinals, 1962, 2011, and now 2019. Um, for this team, for their coach, how big a breakthrough might this be? It's, it's an achievement. I mean, you've just stated there, as I did earlier, that it, it doesn't happen too often to Tottenham Hotspur, uh, and they've got to enjoy it. Listen, they're a very talented team. Uh, by the time the quarterfinals come around as well, they'll have Delhi Ali back as well, so they should have all their weapons at their disposal. Uh, listen, when you get to that stage of the UEFA Champions League, you're not going to meet 
a, a poor side. But it was in, it was important for them to, to get that win. They've been on a, a poor run as well. So not just to get through, but to get a win, I think, was important off the back of only just one point out of a possible nine in the English Premier League. So there's that part of it as well. You know, for Borussia Dortmund, the poor run continues, doesn't it? What, one win now in eight matches for them. They've got a home match against Stuttgart at the weekend in the Bundesliga. Of course, they are just about still top of the table. They're taking on a team in the bottom three. Surely they have to get back to winning ways at the weekend. But tonight belongs to Tottenham. Uh, a great achievement from them. Obviously, they're like and want, like every other team that progresses over the tonight and tomorrow to over the next week as well, to, to qualify for the quarterfinals, to go on from there and even make uh, the final itself and maybe lift the trophy now that, of course, Real Madrid have gone out tonight. But, uh, yeah, Tottenham's uh, night, uh, comfortable. I mean, all the drama I was hearing going on at the <laughs> Bernabeu the last uh, half an hour or so was just played out almost like a training session. Dortmund tried to, to try and nick a goal back, but it was only going to be a consolation. Now, Tottenham with a very ruthless professional job done here. And Kevin, we're seeing a shot of uh, Mauricio Pochettino in, in the flash interview area, um, a rather big smile. When this draw was made, I thought it was going to be a fairly close tie, but to stop Dortmund scoring twice and to win 4-0, um, as much as it's fantastic for Spurs, there'll be a bit of soul-searching at Dortmund, will there, who, who were having a brilliant campaign until about a month ago, but the wheel's just starting to fall off. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think key injuries have really hurt them. They didn't have Royce for that first leg at Wembley. I think that's where the damage was done, that second half collapse. Um, some of the defensive issues they've had uh, finally caught up with them, I think. Uh, they made chances in this game. I don't think they'll be too downhearted in the sense that they weren't blown away by Spurs. They made chances, just didn't take the Muga Lloris in sensational form in that first half. But... They've somehow got to find a way of putting it all together, of, of being solid defensively with Axel Witzel getting back to the dynamic form he was showing earlier in the campaign. And they've got to start taking their chances. But that Stuttgart game was interesting listening to Richard talk about it because they are struggling, uh, you know, in the relegation battle. But they've actually played quite well in the last couple of games. And that's the kind of game, if Dortmund aren't quite on it at the weekend, it might be another tough game for them. So, huge credit to Spurs. Massive credit to Spurs. But I think in the fullness of time, they'll realise they played Dortmund at a pretty good time. Yeah. Um, Richard, you, you, we spoke about it a lot, but Spurs came into this game having struggled domestically as well. So, do you think this can be a springboard for them? Of course, you know, they'll wait for the draw, um, which isn't for a while now in the Champions League. But can they go? can they take this performance and result into the Premier League and really kick on again? Yeah, of course they can. But, I mean, in terms of trying to win something, it's all about the UEFA Champions League, isn't it, for Tottenham? Obviously, they want to make sure they finish in the top four. You'd still say they're favourites to do so. If they'd have lost to Arsenal on uh, Saturday, maybe that would be less so. But uh, an important victory for them uh, just to get through to the quarterfinals. You know, the, the Premier League is, is going to be a, a completely different thing for them. It's it's a nice pick-me-up. It's, it's a very good performance. Were they brilliant tonight? No did they need to be? No. They they did what they need to do. They soaked up the pressure. I think it was 70% possession for Borussia Dortmund in the first half. But the scoreline meant that Tottenham just 
needed to do what they could, as is be ruthless when the opportunity came their way. And who better than uh, Harry Kane to be uh, on the end of it, as you mentioned before, goes above Jermaine Defoe now as the record goal scorer in Europe for Tottenham Hotspur. And he is still incredibly young in terms of <laughs> how many goals he, he might score. And Fabrizio Pochettino, though, um, he's cut a bit of a frustrated figure domestically. Um, but, you know, this for him now, it's a first Champions League quarter-final, third season in the competition. It hasn't quite happened for, for him and his side yet. Um, but there's a sense now that, that he's taken that next step. We yeah. know what a great coach he is, but... But Richard, you know, now he is in the last eight. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel like today is a moment. You know, we're talking about Ajax beating Real Madrid and that's a seismic thing. Yeah. I don't feel like this is a seismic thing for Tottenham or for Pochettino. I, I feel like it's either a trophy or making semi-final or even final will be something where they take the leap. I know it's only the third time ever in their history in the last eight of European football, but they've been you know, knocking around in the upper echelons of the English Premier League now for three or four years in a row. He's done a brilliant job, Pochettino. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of what he's done. He's made the players within the squad better. That uh, They're not spending the sums of a, like a Manchester City and a Manchester United, but they have got a terrific team there who on their day are very, very capable. Can they get through the quarterfinals? They can, but... You know, that's to be seen. It's a, a little while before they have to do that. We shall see who is available for them there and then. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the Tottenham fans will be very happy with their way their team have performed over the two legs against the team who, well, obviously three weeks ago were flying at the top of the uh, Bundesliga and, of course, are just about still top. Yeah, so finished Dortmund nil, Tottenham won on the night, Spurs through 4-0 on aggregate, also into the last eight, Ajax after a 4-1 win at Real Madrid. And let's hear from one of their superstars now, Dusan Tadic. It's a great moment. I think it's a really special night for all Ajax, for me, for everyone, because we, we show that uh, people who like Ajax, that uh, they can be proud all all direction, all uh, all fans who come to uh, to watch game, all uh, direct uh, or uh, all uh, staff, uh, all players, because we work a lot for for this, and uh, yeah, we, we should be proud, and we should just uh, this should just give us extra energy to do better and better during the season. Dusan Tadic there after Ajax shot Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. He scored one. He did an unbelievable bit of skill for another. So Ajax are through. In Germany, it finished Dortmund nil, Tottenham one. The English side comprehensively progressing as well. Make sure you join us on 1930 CET on Wednesday. Full-match commentary of Paris against Manchester United. Extended updates from Porto against Roma. Until then, though, it is goodbye from Kevin Hatchard, Steve Wilson, Richard Kaufman and myself, Chris Parrott. Congratulations to Ajax and to Tottenham through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Ajax on the break for the first time. Oh, and they've taken the lead. What a break. Hakim Ziyech with a left-footed shot into the back of the net. And Harry Kane could be away here. It's Harry Kane for Tottenham. And there's the away goal that surely kills the tie. It's Harry Kane for Tottenham again. Tadic, 3-0. It's an unbelievable finish from Dusan Tadic. They have a free kick here in a dangerous position. Lasso Scherner cuts it in. Into the net. It's unbelievable. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.